Paul Casey gets it done at the Valspar again. Back-to-back -back wins. Let's take a look at the data that matters and see how he got it done. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thank you for being here after a, a brief hiatus, for which I apologize and wish that it had not happened. The uh, As the... Uh, as the situation was, I showed up at the office uh, bright and early Monday morning, so what, two days ago, and found that there was quite a bit of condensation on the windows into the office and thought to myself, um, Utah's a dry state. This is not good. And it was not. I opened the door and stepped into two inches of water. So there had been a, uh, a fitting break underneath one of the sinks and the entire office was um, underwater and it was not one of my favorite Mondays. Uh, so um, after um, dry vacuuming the entire place and running industrial fans for a few days, we seem to be getting on top of that, but that has put a, a bit of a, uh, a damper on the podcast schedule. So coming at you a few days late, but hopefully uh, I will be forgiven by those who have been through the nightmare. And if I, uh, if I tend to choke, uh, while I'm doing this, it's because it smells like a wet sheepdog in here, right? Not that I have anything against sheepdogs, except they don't smell good when they get wet. So anyway, there we go. So big win for Paul Casey. Um, it was, man, it was right down to it. Tough playing. Uh, Innisbrook is hard. The Copperhead course is a very difficult course. I think we'll see that in kind of the data. It's a tough course. Uh, and then when the wind's blowing and man, it was just sort of difficult. I really thought it was going to be a two-man race between uh, Casey and Dustin Johnson. I was surprised that Dustin didn't uh, play a little bit better than that. But um, yeah, but there you have it. And then uh, Jason Kokrak made a good run at it. And interesting. It was de definitely an interesting tournament to go back-to-back -back at that golf course. Just to win at Innisbrook is right wildly difficult nobody's ever done it so to win back to back uh, i mean not to win but to go back to back nobody's ever done that and paul casey pulled that off so amazing hats off to him uh, again he is a uh, asu sun devil so go devils love love the devils um so let's jump right into it so first off we wanted to kind of get an idea of but the, the benefits of the win, what that did for him as far as his, uh, his ranking and where that puts him for the year. So jumping right into it, starting the week, starting the Valspar, Paul Casey was ranked 16th in the FedEx Cup standings. And after the victory, bumps all the way up to fourth spot. So a top five place for him right now. And then looking at the consistency number, he's played in 250 PGA Tour events, and he has made 187 cuts for a consistency number of 75%. And that puts him right about, looking back at the uh, previous winners, you've got Matt Kuchar at 73%, uh, 
and J.B. Holmes at 71 and Keith Mitchell at 70, but pretty much everybody else that's won, right? Rory, Francesco, let's see, Phil Mickelson, Justin Rose, all of them have higher consistency numbers than Paul Casey. So there you go. So he's sort of, uh, as far as the list that I'm looking at right here, he's bottom three as far as his consistency numbers go. So then let's jump into looking at the benchmarks. And again, these numbers, I've, I've actually taken some time to go back through these benchmark numbers and adjust them a little bit based on numbers that we receive on individual players. I was always trying to go through and I kind of had to make some uh, averages, some adjustments and do some math in order to get the numbers out for individual players after they've played. And so I wanted to get away from that and stay kind of true to what the numbers in the stats page were instead of doing any sort of math to uh, make my life easier, but to also keep the numbers more consistent. So I've gone in and adjusted them a little bit, and I think that they'll be easier for us when we go and analyze our own games and compare against these numbers. So we'll just dive right into it. We're going to be looking at the numbers that he performed, uh, the numbers he performed to for the Valspar, and then we'll also compare those to his numbers, his average numbers for 2018. So starting then right off with driving accuracy. So for the week, he averaged 67% of his fairways hit, which again, tight course, but he averaged for all of 2018, 63%. So 63% all of 2018. Now our benchmark obviously for driving accuracy is 55%. So Paul Casey and his numbers last year is above 55%. So his driving numbers are actually quite solid. We would say he would not need to work on his driving. Right, And so anytime we have a driving number less than 55%, if we're hitting less than 55% of our fairways, then we would work on that. And so you would say, hey, but wait a minute, I, you know, I want to have, um, how do I know that that's good? Well, those that hit less than 55% of their fairways in 2018, I'm just going to give you a list again to try to bolster these numbers. Rory McIlroy, Phil Mickelson, and Tony Finau all hit the fairway less than 55% in 2018. Okay, so 55%, that is our tour. That's to say we have a tour quality game, right? If we hit the fairway more than 55%, we could say that. Okay, greens and regulation. So typically, okay, greens in regulation. So for this week, he hit 64% of his greens and regulation, where he averaged 68% for all of 2018. Okay, so a little lower than his average, but again, Innisbrook is tough, and we know the conditions were tough. Okay, so as far as our benchmark, 65%. We should hit 65% of our greens and regulation. And if we hit less than that, then we could work on it. If we hit more than that, then let's not, we don't have to really worry about it. Um, and folks that hit less than 65% of their greens and regulation for 2018, uh, Phil Mickelson and Patrick Reed, to name a few. Okay. So good there. Um, again, Casey hitting 68, 64% uh, of his greens and regulation was good enough to get the win. And typically we don't see that. Typically from week to week, as I scan up the numbers here, we see greens and regulation numbers quite a bit higher than their average in order to win on the PGA Tour. But when conditions get tough, that obviously isn't, um, isn't accurate. So pretty cool there. Okay, sand saves. Casey averaged 40% for his uh, week at the Valspar. His average in 2018 was 55%. Our benchmark average for sand saves is 
So KC for the week averaged less than our benchmark, but for the year of 2018, 55% is 10 points higher than our 45%, so he'd be perfectly fine there. Those that make less than 45% of their sand shots in 2018, Tony Finau, Bubba Watson, and Gary Woodland, just to name a few. A strokes gain putting for Casey. This is a very interesting one as well. Strokes gain putting for the week was 0 0.098. So less than one tenth of one stroke per round gained on the field. But he averages 0.133. So over one tenth of one stroke on the field per day. So he putted, uh, he did not putt as well for this week as he typically, as he did on average for all of 2018. Again, tough conditions, tough greens would um, explain that, but it got the job done. So we can't really, can't really argue on that. So as far as scrambling goes, his scrambling number for 2018, they don't give us scrambling numbers per tournament. And that's one of the things that's been frustrating for me. They've gotten into this strokes gain stuff, which is fine. I get it uh, compared to the field. It's very interesting, but as far as what we can use to get better, fine. So we're throwing out, so scrambling numbers for 2018 was 61%. We're saying to scra scrambling around the green, we need to get up and down 55%. So Casey would be very fine there. Those that get up and down less than 55% from around the green, Adam Scott and Gary Woodland and Jason Kokrak actually, who had a good week. So we'll throw him out there as well. All right, putting. All right, this is where we kind of, I had some uh, little adjustments to make here. So putting from 20 to 25 feet, Paul Casey hit 6.94% of his putts from that distance in 2018. Our benchmark is 10%. So Paul Casey, we would recommend that Paul Casey works on his putting 20 to 25% looking at these benchmarks. And others who, um, Putt less than the 10, then make less than 10% of their putts from 20 to 25 feet. Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, and Jim Furyk, right, for 2018. So again, 10% from that 20 to 25 foot mark is good. So one out of 10. So throwing your clubs when you make, when you only make two out of 10 is no bueno, right? Let's understand our expectations. We're going to make one out of 10 to have a tour quality game, right? If we make zero out of 10, still okay if we make the next one, right? So I just, I just want us to make sure we have our expectations in the right place so we throw fewer clubs. Somebody's gonna get hurt out there. So just a public service announcement from Data Access Golf. All right, putting from 15 to 20 feet in 2018, um, Paul Casey made 16% of those putts. What's very interesting about this is the last six winners have averaged right around that mark, with the exception of Keith Mitchell, who makes 19%. But everybody else, J.B. Holmes, Just, Dustin Johnson, Francisco Molinari, Roy McElroy, they're 15 or 16% from that 15 to 20 foot range. Okay. And our benchmark for that is 17%. So every single one of them made less than that for 2018. So that is a really strong benchmark, folks, 17%. But um, so less than half the field makes uh, 17%. So that includes Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and Paul Casey, our winner this week, makes less than 17% of his putts from, from that benchmark from 15 to 20 feet, okay?
these are good. These are good benchmarks. They're going to stretch us a little bit. Um, so that's a solid one right there. Okay. Putting from 10 to 15 feet. Paul Casey makes 31% of his putts, 10 to 15 feet. Um, our benchmark is 28%. So Casey would be fine there. We would have him work on his putting from 20 to 25 feet and 15 to 20 feet. But he's 31% from 10 to 15 feet which is three points above our benchmark of 28%. So he's good there. Those that uh, make less than the 28% from 10 to 15 feet, Patrick Reed, Keegan Bradley, and Francisco Molinari. Okay, five feet. And this is where I made a change. I used to do three to five feet, but that's where all the math came in and nobody likes math. So we're not going to do math anymore. We're just gonna go straight the five feet. It's pretty much three to five feet Really anything less than five feet, you're looking at 90%. Okay, so four feet and in, it should be 90, nine out of 10. And if you're not making that, then that's, you know, let's practice those short putts. But so five feet. So Paul Casey for the 20, for the year of 2018 made 86% of his putts. Our benchmark is 80% from five feet. Okay, so right, four out of five. If we're not making four out of five from five feet, then we need to work on our five footers. Those that make less than 80% of their five footers, Ian Poulter, which I love, right? It's supposed to be the Ryder Cup assassin. He makes less than, he makes less than tour average from, uh, from five feet. So Ian Poulter, John Rahm, and Kevin Na. The quick uh, pull the ball out of the hole guy. Right, the Tiger Wood making fun of Kevin Na on the 17th of Sawgrass. That was a that was a great moment. I thought that was a lot of fun. So, and then putts per round. Casey averages 29 putts per round. Our benchmark is 30 putts per round, um, and that would just be a mark where if you're averaging more than 30 putts per round, then we probably need to just put in some general putting time. But those that make less than those that make more than 30 putts per round on average, uh, Jason Kokrak, Patrick Cantlay and Gary Woodland, to name a few, just in the list up here by the top, average. So there you go. So the benchmarks, again, another week where the benchmarks really are holding up and actually uh, would stretch us quite a bit. That putting from 15 to 20 feet, I mean, we had a lot of folks that were above that. Um, Ricky Fowler and Phil Mickelson, when they won, they were considerably above that 70%. But uh, the last, what, five out of six winners have been below that 17%. So pretty strong numbers there. Okay, now for the cash, the cash numbers that we like so much. So for the win at the Valspar, um, Paul Casey took home a tidy $1.2 million. He was able to get around the course in 276 strokes for the four days. So per day, he made $301,000 per day, which equates to $60,000 per hour, assuming a five hour round, which equates to at $4,300, well, almost $4,400 per stroke, which, man, I mean, based on, boy, the last, for, that's lower than the last three tournaments. Of course, uh, um, McElroy making you know $8,200 a stroke at the players where the payout was so much larger is definitely part there. But a good living 
if you can get there, right? If you can make that. So there's the numbers on Paul Casey's win at the Valspar. Again, a quick review of our benchmark numbers. We want to hit 55% of our fairways. We want to hit 65% of our greens. We want to get up and down from the sand 45% of the time. We want to get up and down scrambling around the green 55% of the time. We're going to make 10% of our 20 to 25 footers, 17% of our 15 to 20 footers, 28% of, of our 10 to 15 footers, 80% of our five footers, and we're going to average less than 30 putts per round. So a quick synopsis on that. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for bearing with me through the flood of 2019. Appreciate it very much. And until next time, remember, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.